Welcome to Pop Culture Federation. Welcome to the Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey. I'm Matt. <laughs> and I'm Ron. Hi, guys. <laughs> <coughs> that hurt. Today's the final installment of our X-Men series, where we're going to be concluding with the Wolverine movies. Do we have to? <laughs> yes, because Logan is in these. Oh, okay, fair. We're not talking about Deadpool because Deadpool sucks. He's a terrible character, and if you like him, you're just a poser. Hey, I guess I'm a poser then, Mike. Yeah, I guess I'm a yep. poser too. Pretty much. The first Deadpool movie sucked. The second one was pretty good. Eh, not pretty good. It was okay. Hey, uh, hey, Deadpool uh, itself is a terrible character, and he is just pointless, and he's there for comedic relief. Yes. <laughs> and that's okay. Audience, no. remember, Mike does not like comedy. Mike doesn't like so, fun things. I do not. The world is a sad and miserable place, so you should only like sad and miserable things. Who hurt you? So you can get accustomed to it. <laughs> so, Ron, why don't you tell us all about X-Men Origins Wolverine. X-Men Origins Wolverine is a film. I'll start with the fun facts here. Fun fact, this movie sucks. You want to know a fun fact? <laughs> a real fun fact? Sure. This was the f- it has Gambit. This was the first X-Men movie I've ever seen. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Now you know what... I blame your parents for a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> no, she listens um, to the show. You can't. <laughs> personal fun really? fact. No. She does? No, she doesn't. Oh. Hi, Beth, Mom. <laughs> That's why I say bye to her every episode. <laughs> um, Hi, Claudette. Personal fun fact. This movie... The trailer for this movie was the first time that I, like, I ever got Rickrolled in my life. One of my friends, we were in his basement, and he was just like, oh, come and look at the new uh, Wolverine trailer. And I was, like, so excited. And then it turned into the... And I was like, I didn't really know what was going on. I was kind of like, oh, I think someone messed up with this this video. (laughs) So... Yeah, X Men Origins Wolverine. I'm just trying. I'm trying to skirt around this. <laughs> just, just rip it off like a bandaid, man. Uh, okay, the movie was released in 2009, directed by Gavin Hood, uh, who is an Academy Award nominated director. Uh, produced by Lauren Shuladonner, uh, Ralph Winter, Hugh Jackman himself, and John Palmero. A screenplay by Skip Woods. And half of the famous D&D Game of Thrones duo, David Benioff. Uh, the, the film, obviously, stars Hugh Jackman, uh, Liv Schreiber, Danny Houston, Domin- Dominic Monaghan, Ryan Reynolds, and Lynn Collins. The movie was released in April 2009. The budget was $150 million. The budget was $150 million. The box office was $373 million. And... The movie sucked. <laughs> so, in terms of the plot, um, <laughs> in terms of the plot, um, so it starts out where Wolverine is 
Like, he's a very young child, and it's like the 1840s. Hell yeah, the best decade ever. And he's all sick, and his brother is just like, stop being sick, brother. You're stupid. And then what we think is Wolverine's father comes in to the room, and he's just like, hey, you'll be okay. And then there's commotion downstairs, and then there's a single gunshot. And who we think Wolverine, a.k.a. Jim, Jimmy, James, um, father is, is killed, and it turns out it's not. And the man who shot him is actually Wolverine's father. And then young Wolverine kills him. And, like, his claws come out. And his mom looks at him. And she's just like, what are you? Kind of in a very modern tone, not in an 1840s tone at all. But that's, that's not the Rob, point. what's an 1840s so, tone? Hi, y'all! Um, <laughs> and wow. so, um, it's like I'm in a Those time, are different words. It's like I'm in a and time so, machine. <laughs> <laughs> and then the best part of the entire movie, like a legitimately good part of the movie happens where we see Wolverine and his brother Sabretooth, uh, obviously because they have like the, um, the healing factor. They go like throughout the years and through many wars from the American Civil War to World War One to Vietnam and sorry uh, to yeah World War Two and Vietnam. And they are, uh, you know, fighting through uh, each and every one of these wars. And Sabretooth increasingly becomes more harsh and more psychotic and much more villainous. And Wolverine is just like, I'm not going to stand for this. And the team that uh, William Stryker, who was a great villain in X2, um, <laughs> put together, uh, Wolverine is just like, yeah, if you're going to let my brother like almost rape a woman. And if you guys are going to kill villagers because they don't know where this moon rock came from, that's an actual thing. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be a part of this. And then it's time jump six years later and Wolverine thinks everything's okay. And they're not. And William Stryker comes back and he's just like, help me or I'll kill your girlfriend. And Wolverine is just like, okay, well I need to find Stryker and kill him and kill my brother and kill whoever. Anyway, um, Ryan Reynolds is in this movie as Deadpool, and he's kind of becoming an experiment. Uh, also, Will I Am is in this movie, and he is terrible, atrocious. He is so bad. And yeah, so at the end, I met him. I'm sorry. Um, future friend of so, the show, <laughs> Will I Am. Future friend of the show, Will I Am. Um, and then, um, yeah, so at the end, they're fighting on top of I think like a. Like a, an abandoned nuclear site yeah. silo thing. Aren't they on Three Sabre... Mile Island or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't care. Um, and so it's Wolverine and Sabretooth back to back fighting um, Deadpool, but like he had all these powers given to him um, for no reason. Patrick Stewart and like Cyclops and Emma Frost and like other people are in this movie. So is Gambit. There's no reason to have any of those characters in this movie. It didn't make sense. And so the they defeat... Daddy himself made an appearance? <laughs> Daddy. I was trying to hold myself from laughing when you said that last episode. I was laughing so hard. Um, anyway, yeah, so um, Deadpool, who had his mouth shut closed, uh, is defeated and beheaded. And Wolverine gets shot in the head with a magical memory bullet. And he can no longer remember who he is. And then the post credit scene is Deadpool, like, winking and going, shh, saying that there will be more Deadpool in the future. This movie was... I had to pause... This movie's, like, an hour and a half, and I had to pause... I think I stopped counting at six times 
because it's on like Showtime or something like that. And I had to like stop. I had to like pause it because this movie was just so bad and so cringy. And it's just, it was so awful. I'm so mad that I had to sit through this. I know that like the, like the two other movies are okay, but this one legitimately, not only one of the worst comic book movies I've ever seen, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's so bad. I don't, like, I'm glad that they made other movies to kind of make up for this, but this movie was just just horrible. Um, Matt, what'd you think? Well, for my first X-Men experience, I didn't think it was terrible. No. Um, this movie is very bad. Uh, from what I remember, I remember liking the Deadpool moments. Like, there were some redeeming qualities to that, only because Ryan Reynolds plays... Uh, as we all know, Ryan Reynolds plays the part so well. Uh, but other than that, there's n- genuinely nothing memorable. But, like, the funny thing with it is... So, like, you know how Sabretooth is in this movie? I kept expecting Leave Shriver to show up in X-Men 2 and 3. Because I know that <laughs> Sabretooth is in the first movie. And I knew Leaf Shriver played Sabretooth. So I was just like... He did not play the original No, he did not. Some dude no. in a terrible prosthetic did. Uh, but, yeah. like, the whole the other two movies, I'm like, he's gonna show up, and it's gonna be really fucking cool. <laughs> and I was very disappointed, to say the least. Uh, but back to Wolverine. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Like, I regret owning it, and it was a gift. <laughs> I am so sorry. Yeah. Mike, what'd you think? I don't think it's as bad as everybody says. Um, of course, for, of course, <laughs> of course, you say this. La- no, it, it's it's bad, but Last Stand is worst. Um, and then Phoenix, then this. No, that's absolutely not true. Because I forgot what was next. Honestly, dead ass honest opinion. The best part about this movie was the game. Yes, we've talked about this many times already. Wait, yep, it, it was. One of the best um, movie adaptation video games I've ever played. Oh, if not okay. the best one. The um, I played on Xbox 360. It was a lot of fun. It had a very well in depth story that didn't. It sort of followed the movie and sort of didn't. It was the gameplay mechanics were were all there. It was very easy. Not very easy. It was a good challenge to get achievements and it had a little bit of like a replay value to go back to the other levels to complete stuff the best part about this movie is the game my man gambit finally shows up craw daddy he's not cajun he's got an accent a little bit I thought he was the dude cajun. from friday night lights the dude from friday night lights tried Taylor Kitsch, um, man. Taylor they, Kitsch. Really, they really tried to make him a star for a while there. It did not work. John Carter of Mars gets a lot of flack, and it shouldn't. That it's not a bad. Right. Yeah. It's not a bad movie at all. It is not that bad. It is pretty good. It's expensive, and some from financially it's a failure. But from yeah. a story and a plot wise, it's not a bad movie at all. But John, John Carter, they spent way too much money on it, like he said. And the problem with it was the the name. It's just boring. Yeah. See, you're even yawning just talking about yeah. it. <laughs> but, but um the this movie, X Men Origins Wolverine, the best part is the game. 
you find the game cheap on PS3 or Xbox 360, go pick it up. It's very, very much worth a play. Um, and that's all I can say about this <laughs> masterpiece. Oh, he was in Battleship. Oh, gee. <laughs> okay, some fun facts about this movie. Um, you will notice that there is an X-Men Origins thing in front of this. Uh, that is because, uh, at the time, producers of the X-Men thought that there would be several series, like it would be kind of like a series of movies. There was going to be like X-Men Origins, like Professor X, Magneto. Um, uh, in fact, like the Magneto one got rolled into first class. Like a lot of the stuff, like the ideas that they had for that movie got rolled into uh, first class. And obviously after this movie, they're just like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, otherwise this movie probably would have been called, you know, like the Wolverine or something like that. Um, but yeah, this movie is just the worst. And it makes me sad because there are legitimately good people in this movie. Like Hugh Jackman, obviously as Wolverine is great, but like Liv Schreiber and Danny Houston, like both of those guys are like legitimately good actors. Like, this, this movie is just... Yeah, there's a lot of really good actors. It's not their fault. Yeah, it's just... The script was bad. It's another instance... I, we talked about it in the last episode. It's another instance of they tried to do too much and stuff this movie with too much. There was zero reason for, like, Professor X or Cyclops or, like, any of these people to show up. And they did. And it's also... Like, it also ruined the relationship for a while between Ryan Reynolds and um, Fox... Because, you know, another fun fact, Fox basically forced Ryan Reynolds to do this because they said, you know, if you don't star as Deadpool now, we'll never make a solo Deadpool film in the future. So he, they basically just forced his hand into being in this movie. Wow. What an asshole. So, yeah, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, my grade, F. I would genuinely, sincerely never like to watch this movie ever again i am i am good i'm fine yeah i'm gonna give it an f also it's probably the worst movie we will ever review i hope i'm giving it i a, hope i'm giving it a d because you don't you clearly don't know what's next my grid's a d oh you said d because i don't know what's next no i said i'm giving it a d and i'm saying matt you don't know what's coming you're right i don't if that's the case <laughs> i didn't see this one <laughs> um yeah so okay so moving on um to the next film the average one in this series in my mind spoiler um the wolverine uh the movie was released in 2013 as a direct sequel to x-men origins wolverine this movie takes place pretty much uh, also directly after um x-men the last stand um, in this movie, uh, Logan has some nightmares, dreams you could say, uh, about um, Jean Grey, and obviously her death affected him quite a bit. Why this wasn't the first movie that they made after The Last Stand, I'll never know. Kind of makes no sense. Anyway, uh, directed by James Mangold. He's a pretty good director. Uh, produced by Lauren Shula Donner. I mean, we could pretty much just say that she's going to be in every one of these. LSD and Hutch Parker. Uh, screenplay by Matt Bombach and Scott Frank. Um, I looked at both of their, like, you know, Wikipedias and um, 
IMBDs. I mean, like, Bombback did do, like, the uh, Planet of the Apes movies. So, like, those are pretty good, but I couldn't really find much for Scott Parker. Maybe I'm just, you know, completely missing things on that. Oh, I mean, he also did help write Logan, so there is that. Anyway, uh, this the, <laughs> the movie was based on a run of Wolverine by Chris Claremont and Frank Miller. The movie is starring, and I am going to destroy some of these names, so please excuse me, Hugh Jackman. Okay. Hiroki Sanada. Doing great. Tao Okamoto. All right. Rilla Fukushima. Okay. Femke Jansen. <laughs> William Lee. Svetlana Chodchenkova. You're doing great, Ron. Keep it up. Thank you. Anyway. Uh, the budget for this movie was uh, approximately between $100 million and $132 million. And at the box office, it made $414 million. So, yeah, um, this movie, basically, Wolverine is very sad after the passing of Jean Grey. And he's basically living in the woods and he's growing a beard and he's growing out his hair because he doesn't really care about himself. And then some hunters decide to go bear hunting uh with you know poison arrows and wolverine finds them and has to mercy kill a bear and he does not like that so he goes and tells the hunters hey i don't like what you're doing and now i'm gonna kill you and the hunters are like well let's see you try and then he does and then uh, a woman comes and she's like hey my um my benefactor would really like to see you you saved his life in World War Two. Oh yeah, I completely skipped over the beginning of the movie where it's World War Two and the bomb comes, um, you know, down on uh, Japan and Wolverine saves the soldier, and the soldier kind of like, you know, he has one minor injury, but besides that, Wolverine completely saved him. And there was actually some decent CGI for 2013 of the Wolverine being completely like, you know, burned and scarred, and then like regenerating uh basically in a few milliseconds anyway um yeah so he goes to meet this guy and the old guy is like hey you saved me in world war ii and i'd like to help you by letting you die because i know that you want to die and wolverine is like how'd you know and so like um the old man dies himself and then there's a whole funeral and then some ninjas show up and wolverine fights the ninjas and they're trying to kill the heir to this old guy's like company and then wolverine is like no don't do it and then uh something 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 uh wolverine finds out that the old guy in fact is not dead and wanted to bring him to japan to steal his healing factor because the old guy wanted to live forever and wanted to return revert back to his like younger self so he for a brief moment steals wolverine's healing factor and he's like, hey, it's okay if I take this because I know that you want to die anyway. So, like, who cares, man? And the old man takes it. And uh, basically, you know, he's sa- Wolverine is saved by the woman who came to get him while he was living in the woods. And, um, yeah, so the, the day is saved. The old guy dies, even though he was in, like, a giant samurai suit. <laughs> And and then Wolverine is like, okay, well, I'm going to go fly elsewhere. And when he arrives at his destination, 
it turns out that um, Professor X and Magneto are there, and they're just like, hey, this Trask guy is making Sentinels. This could be the end of the end of us. And Wolverine is like, oh, no. And so that kind of leads into Days of Future Past. So, yeah, the Wolverine. It was okay. It wasn't great. It's not horrible. It's like the most average movie. Like of like of the Fox X Men films. Of the Fox X Men films, this one is basically Thor. Like it's not bad. It's not great. It's passable. I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it, but it's not like I would ever be like, oh, that film's atrocious. There's just there's just not much to it. It's all right. Um yeah, I don't really have I don't really have strong feelings on it. To to be quite frank, there's just nothing really strong. I mean, the, again, the movie's okay. This it's the same director and writer as Logan, which we'll get into a little bit when we talk about Logan. But yeah, this movie uh, this movie's okay. Fun fact: it is my sister's favorite superhero film. Oh, oh my! Yeah. So. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. She loves this movie. The, how I watched it was she had it on DVD. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Matt, what did you think of The Wolverine? Uh, I never saw it because I heard it was really bad. <laughs> and from how you were explaining... Okay, so, like, from the story that you said, it kind of sounds like a cool movie. Like, or, like, the synopsis was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, Wolverine fights yeah. ninjas and samurais and all that stuff. And there's a, there's a train scene that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like, that stuff sounds cool. But, like, I know what the end actually is. So, like, I really would much rather watch, like, a good movie. <laughs> so... Um, I really... I'm going to abstain. Mike. Okay. Uh, Mike, what about you? Mike, you could... F. Yeah, you could torch it. Jesus. It just sucks. The effects, special effects are terrible. The plot's terrible. What? It's just bad all around. There's nothing positive to say about it. Just an F. It is... The worst one. Then last stand. Wow, that's saying something. Yeah, this is not Mike. I can tell you, this is not worse than uh, X Men Origins. Like this is, this is not that bad. Nah, X Men Origins was better. No, incorrect. <laughs> this is just bad. Just don't waste your precious minutes on Earth watching this. I give it. That's all I have to say about that. I'll give it a C. Passable. It's not, not great. It's. <laughs> They're, they're okay. They're, if if that take us home. If that's everyone's final thoughts, then I guess we're gonna get to the creme de la creme, the one that everyone is actually waiting for us to talk about. Because the yes, yes, we are of course talking about Logan. Logan is the final film in. The Wolverine series should have been the final film in the X-Men series. That's just me. Uh, yeah, Logan was released in 2017 as a follow-up to X-Men Origins. Wolverine and the Wolverine, obviously starring Hugh Jackman in the titular role 
again, directed by James Mangold, produced by the uh, people, same people that produced the last one. Uh, screenplay by Scott Frank, who also did The Wolverine. Michael Green and James Mangold himself. Uh, based on Old Man Logan by Roy Thomas, Len Wein, and John Romito Jr. This movie is starring Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Richard E. Grant, Boyd Holbrook, Stephen Merchant, and Daphne Keene as X-23. This movie had a budget of $97 million to $127 million. And even though it was rated R, which it was the second big superhero movie to do that right next to Deadpool. Deadpool just kind of gave the green light to everyone to be an R-rated superhero movie. This movie made $619 million. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah, for an R-rated movie, that's... Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's a lot it's, of... It's very good. It's a lot of freaking money. This movie was a was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay, becoming the first ever live-action superhero to be nominated for the award. This movie, hmm. this movie is great. Uh, director James Mangold has said that this is a... Not only is it an interpretation of uh, Old Man Logan, the comic, but the movie that is sort of an interpretation of is referenced in the movie itself, and that is Shane, which is an Old West movie. If you haven't seen Shane, I recommend that you do go out. I enjoy it. Shane a lot. Yes. Good movie. So, yes, this movie, uh, basically, uh, the synopsis of this movie is uh, all the mutants are kind of dead, Except for Wolverine and Professor X and, oh my god, Calabar? I think his name is? Caliban. Caliban. And they're just kind of, you know, living out the rest of their days. Uh, Wolverine is now like a limo driver. And uh, Patrick Stewart is kind of, you know, uh, Alzheimer's Professor X. And he's just, uh, Wolverine is just trying to get like Professor X's meds. So that way he doesn't have like another, um, you know, panic attack. Which um, killed all the mutants. Yes. Uh, no, it didn't. In this movie? No, they explained yeah. how the, how all the mutants. His panic died. attack killed all the mutants. No, in this movie they explained that how they killed all the mutants was they put a protein in food. And the protein like killed all the mutants. The people who had oh, the He gene. killed the X-Men. Yeah. He killed somebody. But anyway, yeah, so um, some people come and they're hunting for a um a loose uh a little girl that got loose who was a project of someone who was working with the mutant gene and they come to find wolverine and wolverine is like please go away i am now old i am an old man and they're like no thank you and so a chase ensues and throughout the whole movie it is basically just a kind of you know uh a dash to the Canadian border and it is a good character study of um, Wolverine as well as Charles Xavier. And I'm assuming you've seen it by now, but the movie ends with Wolverine uh, killing all of the bad guys that are attempting to get not only the girl that he considers his daughter, but as well as uh, other younger mutants who had been experimented on. Uh, earlier in the movie and Wolverine dies protecting her 
and they ride off over the Canadian border and the end. There's no post credit scene or anything. That's just kind of where the movie was. Um, I think this movie is absolutely wonderful. I think that it's just such a great, it's just such a great telling of this character and it's a great way to finish. And I was telling, I was talking to Matt earlier today. This is like the first time I can kind of think of in movie history of a trilogy that the first one is kind of obviously like the worst and it's so bad. And the last movie in the trilogy is just like kind of all an all time great movie. So yeah, this movie is just, it's just terrific. It's a good send off for Patrick Stewart. It's a good send off for Hugh Jackman. There's like, after seeing this movie, like in the X-Men universe there to me, there's like, there's not much left to say until Marvel has something to say, like, you know, putting them in their universe. So yeah, overall, I loved this movie and I kind of teared up at the end because Hugh Jackman had been playing Wolverine for 17 years at that point. And at that point also held the record for the most times appearing as a comic book character. Uh, I think any character really at that point, uh, he, he had beaten Christopher Reeve when he played uh, Wolverine, I think in X-Men origins. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Mike, what did you think of Logan? I thought that this was an A plus. I think it's a Wolverine movie. It's not. Uh, it's it is a better movie than Days of Future Past, but Days of Future Past is a better X Men movie. This is a better Wolverine movie. This is the best one in terms of superhero movies. It's top ten, easy, easy, high, like mid tier top ten. The the violence, the storytelling, the plot. The it made you laugh, it made you have hope, and it made you tear up. Uh, you got so upset at the end that you were witnessing like the finale for this character, for this person. Uh, Hugh Jackman really touched the nerve, and you saw the quality of an actor that he is. Uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. It really showed that father-son relationship that they have together and how Wolverine really is indebted to Charles and owes him and how he looks at Charles looks at Wolverine like a son and it's it's a all-encompassing movie wrapped up in a nice bow and a pretty package and it is everything you wanted and more um, you don't even have to like comic book movies you could just like movies in general and enjoy this movie thoroughly so, that is my two cents. I think that this is probably the most realistic movie that we will ever get in for, like, it's, like, the most realistic comic book to reality adaptation. Just because, like, the violence is so brutal and, like, everything about this movie is just brutal and hopeless and like it's what he has lived his entire life on and finally being able to see that in a realistic life really makes you think about all the stuff that wolverine has gone through in however long he's been old alive 
He would be about and, 200 years old at that point. Yeah. And so it's it, it just it's so it was such a well done movie. Not just a comic book movie, but like it's such a good movie. And it, it's just one of those movies that I think that non-comic book fans should watch and just be like this is something that comic book movies can be like they can be works uh, considered works of art and the potential for being able to tell a graphic novel story or a comic book story is unlimited because you can make stuff like logan you know like 17 years ago when he's just running around in a leather suit <laughs> like making making bad jokes and now it's like people are like legitimately tearing up watching him die you know it, kudos to Hugh Jackman too because I don't know if any other actor could put up with all of the iterations of Wolverine and do such a good job doing it, you know? I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to give the movie an A+. Ron, what movie beat it for the Oscar for Adapted Screenplay? Do you know? Uh, if you give me two seconds, I can nudge our intern to to say. Sure. I th- That's actually really funny. I never thought that a comic book movie could be in Adapted Screenplay, but it makes total sense. I mean, technically, yeah, the, it can be, which is the book yeah. of pictures. Uh, the nominees for Best Adapted Screenplay, the other the other three were Mudbound, Molly's Game, and The Disaster Artist, and the winner was Call Me By Your Name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I've never seen, but I've, I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, yeah, Logan is just, um, it's just kind of a powerhouse of, of storytelling, and I think, you know, kind of piggybacking off what Matt said like this it kind of in the way that Deadpool kind of opened up rated R movies for all comic book movies that like you know these things can make money and be fun and self-referential Logan is just like yeah you can tell a real story with these characters it just opened up so many possibilities and I think like you know we're seeing that a bit now even though it's only three almost four years later but um, if I may, one of my favorite television shows on TV right now, without a doubt, is Better Call Saul. And Better Call Saul is a prequel to Breaking Bad. But even though it is a prequel, it plays around with you so well and references past things and looks ahead to future things. And the way that they do it is just so great. And I bring that up because looking at where chronologically like in his life things started for logan and we got to see the middle of his life and then the second thing that we saw was the beginning of his life and if you take the broad strokes of that of like you know obviously he had a bad childhood and he was abandoned by his parents for being what they called like a freak back then and you know living through all these wars and like seeing everyone die and just this movie just encapsulates in such a great way his entire life and everything that, you know, he was and 
the the best part about this movie was the like the scene where he finally pretty much got what he wanted out of life where he was sitting down with dinner with that random family he had what he like considered to be friends even though it had only been one night he had a his father figure was sitting down there and his daughter were sitting down like sitting with him and so like one of the few times in the entire series we get a legitimate smile out of logan and you know obviously they had to tear that apart and like they're like two minutes later but like <laughs> you know that this movie just did a fantastic job of showing us who he was and when you think back of where he came from and where like hugh jackman came from it's just it's just a wonderful piece of writing and i really credit james mangold for taking two really bad movies which were the last stand and x-men origins wolverine and just building upon them and it just goes to show i mean like even if you have a bad movie that doesn't mean that like your sequels or the character needs to be bad because of it and you can just build upon that and yeah i think just i'm sad to see him go and you know never be in the mcu but yeah logan is just Logan was worth it. Let's just say. Well, aren't there rumors that he might come back? Like, if he Time were travel, to you can do whatever you want. Yeah. No. And if Spider-Man 3 ends up being, like, the multiverse movie, as everyone says it is, <laughs> then, you know, maybe. Yeah. That is cray-cray. But we could talk about that yeah, we could talk about time. it. Yeah, another time. So, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know if I gave my grade. Uh, A-plus to Logan. Um, yeah. I mean, that was expected. <laughs> Pretty yeah, sure that's just, the unanimous. Yeah, so Logan, um, one of the greatest comic book movies ever made, um, kind of without debate. So even though it wasn't that comic booky, although it was one of the few comic book movies that had a comic book in it, which was, you know, kind of nice. Huh. Excuse me. But, yeah, uh, Logan was fantastic. Um so yeah, it looks like we got some time here. Do you guys really quickly want to talk about Deadpool? No. I have some questions for you guys. Alright, let's go. So, we kind of can figure out what our favorite movies are, but what? who is your favorite character out of all of the movies? Or like, the what movies is the or fi- the comics? The movies. Or like, who? what is your favorite like moment throughout all of them? My favorite, what, my favorite moment or my favorite character? both you do both okay i can go Uh, first yeah please uh so i think my favorite character is probably sir ian mckellen's magneto out of all of them like i mean just because i like seeing a villain that doesn't think he's wrong and i think that ian mckellen does a really good job with that and also the fact that like I love the the friendship and dynamic between Magneto and and Xavier and seeing like actual best friends in real life like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are like huge friends outside in real life like seeing them being able to like just like just them playing chess with each other at the end of the first X-Men is such like a cool moment you know like and I think that Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen's Magneto is like 
really, really top-notch. Like, so is Michael Fassbender's, but I think Ian McKellen just does a better job. And like I said, the my favorite moment is probably in First Class when uh, Kevin Bacon gets headshot. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character would probably be probably Patrick Stewart's Charles Xavier. He's just so good. He's just so damn good at it. There's so you know how like everyone talks about people having arcs in different movies, like um, you know from going good to bad or like learning their lesson or stuff. There's something to be said for actors that can play characters who have flat arcs, where it's like you know they don't change, but their objective is to change people around them to help them like kind of see like where they're coming from and to change them in a positive way. And Stort just plays Professor X in that way just so well. I mean, you know, I, I know it's kind of a it's kind of a traditional answer to say, oh, I like Professor X or I like uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine or anything like that. But I just think that it's such an underrated performance. It's so subtle for Stort as Professor X. Of just like a lot of times, like when even when he's not talking and the camera's on him and you can just see his reactions, it's just nice. He, Patrick Stewart just does little things so well, and you could see it in like Next Generation and X Men, like, j- like you know the whole um, what's the thing called? It's the Picard. Is it the Picard maneuver where he like just tucks his shirt in or like he pulls on his shirt? Maybe. So, like, there's this little, like, trick that Picard does that when he sits down, he always tugs on his shirt. And that's because it's, like, a little, like, inside baseball trick. Like, he pulls on his shirt, so, like, his shirt is just, um, not wrinkled. So, it's, so the continuity between, like, the, like, the shot in between the shots so like it's like the full shot and then they sit down and it does a close-up on him it's a continuity on just having a straight shirt because those costumes were like really bad with wrinkles with people sitting down (laughs) so like patrick stewart would just do that and it just became a part of his character um like it's so i i really wish that like when we can all like go to like like go to the movies and go to i really want to see him in like do a stage show because i think he's fucking phenomenal as an actor i i think somewhere on youtube you can watch him and mckellen do uh waiting for good dough oh i really want to see that yeah i'm going I know to look they... that up <laughs> um but yeah anyway my favorite moment of all the x-men movies probably at the end of days of future past when wolverine wakes up in the new future and everyone's okay. And it's just like, Oh, I just, I like those moments of, you know, everyone, everything worked out and everything's fine. And like, we went through trials and tribulation, but all the pain that we endured ended up being worth it. And now everyone's cool. Nice. Yeah. Mike. Mike? Best scene. Our favorite scene is, um, uh, the nightcrawler white house one. That's a good one. In uh, X-Men 2. And favorite character? Probably Michael Fassbender as Magneto. That was my number two. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think he did a, he did a very nice job in his Michael Fassbender way was very mysterious, cunning, and excuse me, sophisticated. Well, I guess we could all say that Magneto's the better character. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, as the last question for this before we wrap this all up, um, who would you like to see play Professor X and Magneto in the MCU universe of X-Men? Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of bald people. <laughs> Definitely not the guy from The Shield. Brian Cranston is Professor X. Oh, damn. Interesting. I like that and a lot, Magneto. Hmm. Who would be Magneto? Uh, I'm trying to figure out somebody who's like the similar age. Oh. Damn it! I uh, the Brian Cranston one. That's actually a really good idea. Um, probably for Magneto, I want um, Charles Dance. <coughs> Do either does anybody know who that is? Okay. Um, uh, what you call it? He was Father Lannister on Game of Thrones. Oh. Wow. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's that's the pick, right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for Professor X, someone who's little, uh, who could do that? No, nope. oh. screw it. Let's just have Patrick Stewart keep doing it. <laughs> um, okay, I have, I have, I have a weird one, but bear with me. So as Professor Xavier, I would go... Oh, fuck. Why did I forget? I just genuinely forgot the dude's name. Oh, okay. No, that's not his name. God damn it. Okay. What, what's he in? What's he in? He's the Superman now. Henry Cavill? He's, yeah. Henry Cavill as Professor X. And and Christoph Waltz as Magneto. Whoa, Christoph oh. Waltz as Magneto. Oh, Wow. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. I think the second one is a lot stronger than the first one, but I think Cavill could do it. How about Waltz, Waltz as X and Brad Pitt as <laughs> Professor Xavier, kind of calling back to Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> Matt Damon as Magneto and uh, Ben Affleck as Professor X. <laughs> I'm mostly picking Cavill because he has the chin for Xavier. <laughs> Xavier is probably harder to nail down just because, like, Stort, in my mind, just hit it so out of the park. Yeah. I guess we. I guess since this is the Wolverine episode, I should also ask, who do you want to see as Wolverine? Daniel Radcliffe. Time? No. That would be fucking awful. I'm kidding. Mike. I'm Zach Efron. Nope. That okay. would be what? fucking awful, Mike. <laughs> no. I also I also don't want Tom Hardy. Because I know that everyone like everyone wants Tom Hardy to be like James Bond and Wolverine, and I don't think Tom Hardy's that good. Zach Efron. Idris Elba. 
Ooh. I want Charles Dance as the next Wolverine. <laughs> I want Patrick Stewart as the next Wolverine. Um, who's your favorite X Men character? Not from the movies, just like in general. Mine's Gambit, obviously. Nightcrawler. I don't think I have one. Maybe Wolverine. Or I, to be honest, I never read X Men comics. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of X Men comics. If I'm being honest, I, I do like. I mean, either outside of Gambit. Cyclops uh, is pretty cool. Apache. He's my favorite. I'll take the Alpha Flight. <laughs> oh, dude, I love Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight's my jam. Sasquatch, yo. Do you think the guy who plays Mando now would be a bad Wolverine? Who plays who? Mando. Oh, the Mandalorian. Um, oh, Mandalorian. Um, is his name Pedro Pascal? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be yeah I, I like him a lot. Personally. That's you, the and, one... you and McGregor. No. No. He'd be, he'd be a decent professor. He could do the beard. He could do Professor X. Oh, yeah, he could do Professor X. I don't know. I still like Brian Cranston's Professor X. I really like that. Yeah. Cranston is X and then Charles Dance is Magneto. Yeah, but I, that's, I think that's the best pair. Rip. But I, uh... And then uh, I thought Charles Dance was his Wolverine. We're, we're getting <laughs> Let us know who you think. You would cast in the Marvel movies for Professor X, Magneto, and Wolverine at Pop Culture Fed on Twitter and at Pop underscore Culture underscore Fed on Instagram. And catch a, and catch Panels to Frames now on YouTube and check out our Twitter and Facebook pages. And Look. I hope by this time that my YouTube channel is up where I'm cracking packs, trying to, and showing what I get at the flea market. And I'm doing absolutely nothing with my life. Goodbye, Mom! <laughs> <laughs>